I'm going to read a little bit from the front page of today's star. And the headline says, My Son's Last Words. Thank you for the wonderful meal, Mama. I'm going out to play now. These were the last words of 10-year-old Piwe Shoba. That, uh, that these were the last words 10-year-old Piwe Shoba spoke to his mother moments before he was crushed to death when a brick wall from a derelict building in the Johannesburg CBD collapsed on him yesterday afternoon. Piwe was one of three children who died when the wall fell on them in Davies Street in Duanfantine while they were playing in the street. A day before schools in Gauteng were to reopen, Piwe's mother, Fisane Shoba, couldn't mask her grief yesterday as she spoke about her son's final moments. I just made him lunch and he thanked me with a warm smile. He said he was full and wanted to enjoy his last day of school, of the school holidays. Five minutes had hardly passed after Pure left the flat when there was a loud bang in the street and I heard people screaming. I looked outside and saw that a wall in the building opposite mine had collapsed. When I went out into the street, I saw my boy lying crushed under a large pile of bricks. He was dead, said a sobbing Shoba. Equally shattered was Tolagele Zuma, the mother of six-year-old Nkubego. Zuma said she undertook the harrowing task of lifting scores of bricks off her little boy's lifeless body. He was a grade one learner. The weeping mother said she identified her son's lifeless body by the jacket he was wearing, which she dressed him in shortly before he asked if he could go outside and play with his friends. I was cleaning our flat and I saw the concrete structure collapse. Everyone inside and outside the building started screaming. I immediately saw Nkubeko's jacket and ran towards him. The sight of my son's crushed body will forever be etched in my memory. Like Shoba, Zuma also doesn't know how the family will be able to afford to bury him. Now, if you want a better example of the great scourge of our society, look no further than that. I put it down to one issue. There may be others, there could be corruption, there could be incompetence, but it really boils down to fundamentally, for me, to inequality. It's the great scourge of our society that sees this type of tragedy occur even as it could easily have been prevented. But being South Africa, we live in a world in which which so many things happen. It's a world in one, isn't it? Researchers tell us that being born in Sweden rather than Swaziland means that a baby will have 30 times greater a chance of making it to five. Similarly, a Canadian child is 17 times more likely to reach the age of five than a Cambodian child. I want to ask you this morning, what might the discrepancies be between a child born in Soweto or a child born in Santon? Do kids in Bryanston or Fourways die because walls collapse over them? The discrepancies in livelihoods in South Africa are now so large that they actually are without conceivable justification, economic justification, economic, moral, or otherwise, and we ignore them at our peril. In the Tolkien fantasy novel, The Children of Hurin, there is a curse. Upon all whom you love, my thoughts shall weigh as a cloud of doom, and it shall bring them down into darkness and despair. Wherever they go, evil shall rise. Whenever they speak, their words shall bring ill counsel. Whatsoever they do shall turn against them. They shall die without hope, cursing both life and death. Such might be ours, 
if we keep pretending things are just fine.